Um, I, yeah, I just, I knew about the story. I think it's fascinating, a fascinating story about, you know, greed and power and, and faith and, uh, the intersection of faith and politics. And, um, but it's also, it's, it's also a, I think an amazing story about this, this woman, Tammy Faye Baker, This is the CBF Podcast Conversations. Each week, we are bringing you stories from across the world of people doing groundbreaking and innovative work in renewing God's world. Ideas, stories, and creativity from practitioners, ministers, thinkers, authors, and more. I'm Andy Hale, your podcast host. We're excited about another year of delivering interviews worth your time, attention, and collaboration. This platform is not designed for you to listen on an island unto yourself. Share your insights, thoughts, and feedback from the podcast with us on CBF's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. We also want you to join the CBF podcast community through our CBF podcast listener support page at cbf.net backslash podcast support. We see you, Tucker, Georgia. Warsaw, Poland, San Francisco, California, and Sydney, Australia. First-time listeners and long-time listeners, we are grateful you are here for the conversation. We also want to give a special shout-out to some of our podcast listener supporters, including Carson Fushi, Cindy Foldendor, Bill Johnson, Ralph Stocks, and that anonymous person that keeps giving a gift in honor of CBF. And before we move on, we want to give a word of gratitude to our three annual sponsors, the Center for Congregational Health, McAfee School of Theology Doctorate and Ministry Program and the Baptist Seminary of Kentucky. And now, on to our conversation. This podcast is presented to you by the Center for Congregational Health, whose mission is to help faith communities and their leaders thrive. Healthy congregations can transform their communities to be more compassionate, faithful, and just. Utilizing a network of highly skilled coaches, consultants, and intentional interim ministers, the Center supports congregations and ministry leaders to address the challenges they face. Visit their website, healthychurch.org, to learn more about how the Center can be your trusted partner in ministry. Our guest for this week's CBF podcast conversation is Michael Showalter. He is a creative writing brains behind such movies as Wet Hot American Summer, The Baxter, They Came Again, along with amazing shows such as Search Party and Children's Hospital. His directorial leadership was behind the phenomenal 2017 film, The Big Sick, and he has a new movie out, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Michael, thank you for joining the conversation. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, I'm going to have to be disciplined and stay on task about this film um, because I'm dying to ask you so many questions about one of my favorite comedies of all time, which is Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, so I'll just say this. When we first started hanging out together this morning, we were just friends, but things changed and I've fallen in love with you. I'm flattered. So, I'm flattered. But yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's let me get a, on. For the, for, for, that's a quote from the movie. Yeah. Right? That's, from, <laughs> that's, what, that's what Coop says. All right. So you have this brilliant new film out about the life of Tammy Faye Baker, the late televangelist, whose story is overshadowed by her husband's big evangelical persona and a multi-million dollar embezzlement through their TV empire. Um, why this story? What, what drew you to it? 
Um, I, yeah, I just, I knew about the story. I think it's fascinating, a fascinating story about, you know, greed and power and, and faith and, uh, the intersection of faith and politics. And, um, but it's also, it's, it's also a, I think an amazing story about this, this woman, Tammy Faye Baker, who I think the media portrayed her in a certain light. And I think the, the, the culture at large kind of, we all join in, in a kind of feeding frenzy of, of making fun of her largely kind of for the way she looked and the way she talked. And I, I think there's a lot to be learned from reexamining that and um, looking deeper than that. And then hopefully, um, you know, where else in our lives are we not looking beyond the surface differences that we might have to, to get to something a little bit more substantive? Yeah, there's a, a cutting scene in the film. Um, Andrew Garfield, who's a key player in this, you know, he's, you know, husband is along with colleagues just making fun of the way that, that she looked and her and her makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. she was villainized by some. She was glorified by others. And Jessica Chastain's portrayal of this woman, I, I saw deep sadness of her humanity um, living in the shadows of the corrupt evangelical movement. H how do you want people to see her? Um, I think she's a very genuine person. I, I think she's a very um, vulnerable and flawed, imperfect person. Um, but I think that she is brave in her in in kind of having the bravery to actually stand up for her for her beliefs and not let um, the kind of the to, to just stand up for her beliefs, even if it means being ostracized and ridiculed and all of those things. And I think she, she really stood for what she believed in and practiced what she preached. And I think that that's a really, you know, incredibly admirable quality in her. Yeah. Especially the fact that little known for, for some people and is certainly highlighted through the film um, is, is her work um, uh, around the AIDS epidemic um, in the 1980s and early nineties. And, how she was able to to reach out to at, at that time and still to this time evangelical communities kind of ostracism of those from the LGBTQ uh, community and how she was able to to reach out and and to be a person of grace at a time where that was not a welcome thought within the evangelical yeah. movement. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the film um, it rolls out some of the early bigwigs of the conservative evangelical movement, such as Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, Jimmy Swaggart. Um, in studying the history of these figures, um, just how blown away were you by the toxic masculinity of this movement? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't say I was blown away by it because I kind of knew it already. Um, I think as a, as a white male myself, um, my own uh, like awakening to, because I like so many, I've sort of always considered myself to be, you know, I'm one of the good guys, you know? Um, but even, you know, it doesn't help for me to, it's almost like I, I look at myself and I say, where am I? A hypocrite and so there, in other words it's like 
would be it's almost like the Jerry Falwells of the world are like the low hanging fruit. You know, it's like they're just they're not even pretending that they're that they're like, you know, enlightened. I mean, I suppose in their minds they are. But I mean, to me, it's like, you know, they're they're openly uh, misogynistic and homophobic and what have you. Um, it's more about my own perceptions of things. It's more about looking at myself and saying, where am I? Um, where am I? What are my where, what are my blindnesses to to my own to 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 where where am I not um, seeing things the right way? And so, I'll, I'll, like, so for me, like, the last couple of years since like uh, Me Too and Black Lives Matter and all these things, like, working on movie sets where the culture of a movie set has really changed, and. Um, I'm in a position of, I'm the director and I'm, you know, sort of in the hierarchy. I'm kind of at the top of the pecking order. Um, and I'm very interested just in, in sort of like to see how, with, you know, every, the everyday ways in which um, I still see, oh, wow, you know, this is, these are things that are changing, at least in, the, in the, my industry that that i see even for myself that like i have a lot to learn so i i kind of go inward we need to pause to tell you about one of our annual sponsors the baptist seminary of kentucky the institute for black church studies at bsk launched in august the launch of the institute brings leadership to louisville kentucky's festival of faiths an interfaith event that seeks to bring attention to certain issues or topics this event will be held in louisville november 18th through the 20th this year's theme is the Sacred Change, Central Conversations on Faith and Race. Dr. Lewis Brogdon, the Executive Director of the Institute of Black Church Studies at BSK, is leading this event, and BSK will be among the featured organizations. Specifically, BSK will host a session titled Black Faith Encounters with Black Trauma, Pain, and Nihilism. Learn more on how you can participate at institute.bsk.edu. Since 2016, CBF has brought you over 100 episodes of interviews with authors and practitioners for conversations that matter. These stories of creativity and innovation have garnered weekly support from around the United States and the world. We are inviting you, the listeners, to join us in connecting with the podcast. Become a monthly listener supporter and receive some perks, including name recognition on the podcast, questions for upcoming guests, free books from the podcast, joining the podcast for an interview, and a VIP experience with the General Assembly podcast guest. There are five levels of listener support starting at $5 per month. For less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte, you will be featured by name on the weekly podcast episode. For more information and to join the community of listener supporters, visit cbf.net slash podcast support. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood's starting to see real change when it comes to gender and racial equality from filmmakers. Uh, the business sector has rightly changed in the wake of the Me Too movement, and the church has finally started to have its reckoning, too. Um, how, how might your film be used as a tool to show how power and money corrupt even those who consider their intentions to be righteous? Um. I mean, this is so much of a question for like, for that community to answer themselves. I, it, it's like, I, you know, um, 
how do you, what would be the response? What, what is the answer of, of the sort of the, you know, there's the scene where she interviews Steve Peters, um, the, who's a man in the, who in the movie is a man living with AIDS, who's um, Christian and, and um, devout, but is gay and is has AIDS and she says in the movie something to the effect of like isn't it our responsibility as good Christians to open our arms to this to these people um even if even if we are afraid or or isn't that what being a good Christian is and so as someone who's who's not I don't identify strongly with any particular religion, although I'm very, I like to believe that I'm, that I'm spiritually like open is what's your response to that? How do you, how do you, how do you live within that, within that, the contradictory nature of that? Like, what do you say to that? And, um, so that would be my question. Like, how do you, when you hear, when you hear that, what's your, what do you think? What, 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 what do you say? No, that's not true. Like, no, we shouldn't. Like, that's not what being a good Christian is. And, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't have an answer. Yeah. But in watching the film and knowing the story, it's easy to see why anyone would be disillusioned with organized religion. Um, personally, how, how were you affected emotionally, cognitively, um, and maybe spiritually by recreating this story? Um, very much. I mean, I, I, again, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot um, these last couple of days that we've all been together kind of talking about the movie and promoting the movie is this idea of, of, of negativity and the kind of um anger and and the divisiveness and the the kind of name calling and the 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 tribalism is is that the kind of human instinct is to say is to meet negative with negative is to fight fire with fire like you you call me a name i'll call you two names and then you'll call me four and then i'll call you eight and so on and so forth and it takes a really brave courageous person to have negative come at you and then respond to the negative with love. That is a really evolved um, way of handling something of, of to understand, and this is what Jessica says about Tammy Faye, and I'll repeat it because I think it's so profound, is that, Je that Tammy Faye understands that that hatred that's coming towards her to the person that it's coming from is coming from a place of hurt or fear that that person who's making fun of her, whether it's those teenagers making fun of her outside of her condominium in the movie, there's a scene where there's a bunch of teenagers and they're making fun of her. And she on some level understands that, that they're trying to hurt her because in some way they they're hurt or they're hurting. And so she then reaches past that. And that, that takes a lot of that, 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 that very evolved, type of person that can do that mm -hmm. and so i think i've been I, I i you know that's something i would aspire to be able to do is to kind of like not always want to fight fire with fire but to actually try to fight negative with sort of to fight negative with positive 
Well, you've, you've done the big sick, you now have the eyes of, of Tammy Faye. Uh, any other movies you want to tell us that are in the works? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm about to do a movie this fall with Jim Parsons. Um, the, from the, from the big, uh, big bang theory, the actor, the big bang theory, um, which is, um, I won't say too much about it, but I'm excited about it. And that's going to be my next movie. That'll probably be coming out in about a year. Well, the film is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Our guest is the director, Michael Showalter. Michael, thank you for making the time to have this conversation. For We're grateful for your bold storytelling for such a challenging narrative. And um, on a personal note, thanks for letting me creep you out a bit by quoting obscure lines from one of your greatest films. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I'm always here to be creeped out by you. Thank you very much. This podcast is presented to you by McAfee School of Theology at Mercer University, who exists to train ministers who inspire the church and the world to imagine, discover, and create God's future. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, the McAfee School of Theology offers doctoral and master's degree programs, including a fully online Master of Divinity degree, the only fully online MDiv offered by a national research university. You can visit their webpage, theology.mercer.edu to learn more about their programs and scholarships. Okay, that's it. That's our conversation. If you want more, be sure to subscribe to CBF's podcast on all major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcast. Don't forget to like and share this episode on your favorite social media platforms. Be sure to support our annual sponsors by visiting their websites. Again, that's the Baptist Seminary of Kentucky, the Center for Congregational Health, and McAvee School of Theology's Doctorate of Ministry program. Check out cbf.net for more information about our church starters, field personnel, advocacy work, and much more. Oh, and I don't think we've mentioned this, that you should join the listener community at cbf.net backslash podcast support.